Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to another edition of One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and I'm coming to you live from Palm Springs, California. And I can say that uh, we've we've made it through the summer, and it is uh, now we're going into what we call the fall weather, which is probably not really fall for most of you. But in Palm Springs, it's turned out to be quite a wonderful time. It's like, um, I don't know, maybe 80 during the day, 85, 90 during the day, low 60s maybe high 50s um at night so we're very excited we we, out here we say oh my god we made it through the summer um because it's so hot anyway um everyone please follow us on social media i'm at jasper cole says s-a-y-s on twitter and instagram you can also go to facebook we have a page there for the show i have a page and you can always go to jaspercole.com, and there's a one-on-one with Jasper Cole link that you can follow as well. But I can't do the show without my trusted co-host, so everyone, please welcome Mr. Ralph Cole. Sun up in the sky. Stormy weather. Stormy weather. Hello, planet Earth. Thank you for having me. Ralph, how are you? We are in November. November has sprung, and we are just. Oh my God! November has sprung. I am feeling good. It's um. It's a wonderful time of the year. Rose's birthday will be happening at, uh, towards the end of the month in about two weeks. So I'm excited huh. about that. And I wanted to thank all my fans for tuning in last week uh, for the very provocative production of Dementia that I was a part of and got to star in with the Latino Theater Company. As you know, Jasper, uh, we were able to live stream the 2010 production on YouTube, um, and which ended last week on November 5th. So I want to thank all the fans and all the newcomers that got to see it. And while I'm still talking, I wanted to let Planet Earth know. Well, you that- just started talking, but go ahead. Okay, no, and I'll keep on going because my voice will be heard. But Jasper was very instrumental in me getting cast in dementia because at when auditions were happening uh, when the casting notice was put out and I was very right for this lead starring role Jasper highly enthusiastically encouraged me to audition for the production letting saying to me very point directly because he's very direct like that and he likes to you know really cut to the chase and say Ralph, you need to let people know, you need to remind people and the industry why and how fierce you are. Because my last big claim to fame in terms of a starring role on stage had occurred with the award-winning Sisterella. And as great and grandiose as that production was, that was in the past. And it was time to like, you need to refreshen and rejuvenate and do something new. So I went to the audition um, just with all kinds of um, excitement and the Latino theater company embraced me as one of their own. Even when I suggested to them, I said, you all can't find a Mexican to do this part because (laughs) I was, 
Is that how you said it to them? I said it like that to them um, because I was singing 14 songs, seven of them in Spanish. And I just thought, wow, you know, this is going to be a huge undertaking. They were like, no. seven in Russian. And no, just it was only Spanish. It was only Spanish and English, and um, so you know, the rest was history. And I did the show. And let me and just say, can you can you also tell the planet Earth that you're not fluent in Spanish, and so you actually, I mean, you can speak Spanish, but you learn these songs phonetically. Oh, you're absolutely right. I learned them phonetically, and I learned what they meant, so I knew what right. I was. But it's not like I can just hold – I can make myself understood. With all the stuff that we do here in Los Angeles where I need to speak Spanish, I can always get by. But in terms of performing a song, because I was representing this torch singer, Lupe, and my big concern was that I would be considered a big old fraud from the Latino and Chicano community, which I wasn't. They thought I was one of them, but I worked really hard. I already have a good accent in Spanish, but I needed to know their idiosyncrasies, their idioms in their language and understand what am I saying when I sing this part of the song so I could really sell it. So yeah, you're right. Phonetically, with the help of all of them, because they all are fluent in Spanish, it really helped me. So, and and also you were an African American, so you had they cast an Afri- African American playing this role, which I thought was brilliant because that's something out of the box. You know what I mean? Well, that's totally out. Of, well, that's what. Yeah, Jasper, and and you encouraged me to go, and I was like, but it's Latino Theater Company. You know, they are gonna. You know, they're all Mexican, and you were like, go. And prove yourself. And that's what I did. And Lucy Rodriguez, one of the founders, the Latino Theater Company is to 10 people, and they've all been together over 30 years, developing 35 years, developing plays and being a really close knit group. And Lucy is so sweet to always say, when I saw you in the lobby waiting to come in and audition, I came, she was going to the bathroom, the restroom. And when she came back to them, she said, you guys, if this guy can sing, our prayers are answered. <laughs> and sure enough, I went in there and sang my song. I sang a song for them in Spanish and um, that I learned years ago, an Argentinian song, and sold it. And they were like, you're in. And that's why I said to them, y'all can't find a Mexican because they had originally done the play in 2001. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was their the very first time they did the play publicly, and the person that played the part that I got was Mexican. Mm-hmm. So now here I am in 2010, nine years later, and I'm like, you guys know so many people that you could just offer this part to. They worked with me. I because the one of the songs that I sang for the audition was higher. I'm a baritone to a G and one of the songs was a, a, a more for a tenor because the guy that played the part before was a tenor. I sang the fuck out of that song and mm-hmm. got through it. But then afterwards I said to them, <clears throat> I can only do that once. We'll not be able to do that eight shows a week else. My throat will be bleeding. <laughs> and they were like, no problem, Ralph, we will have it transposed, and which I did. And I hired David O. He is a noted musician and conductor here in Los Angeles in the musical theater industry. And he transposed all my songs for me. And That's amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's really. Well, exciting. and I, let's say also, so I got to see it uh, 2010 and it was amazing as Ralph just brought down the house. It was really, I mean, first of all, the entire production was amazing. Sal Lopez in the, in the lead role, the whole supporting cast. I mean, it's, it was at LATC downtown, which is one of my favorite theater. You know, there's several theaters, but I love that whole complex. Um, but then the best news was uh, then in eight years later, seven years, seven later, years, eight yeah. years uh-huh. seven years later in 2017, uh, you did it again. 
we reprised it. And I want Planet Earth to know this. Oh, God, Jasper, I just got goose pimples. I mean, you were 74 the first time, and you did right. it at 81. <laughs> <laughs> and Norma Michaels was able to see yes. it the first time with you. But the thing that is so special, and I was just saying this to the guys last week when uh, we all did a Zoom thing together. Um so I did it in 2010, and Sal Lopez and Yerbeni Lucero, his wife, she's the choreographer. Sal stars in the play, and I play his alter ego. So I know them, of course, through the theater world, and Sal and Yerbeni also participated in CrossFit exercise. Mm-hmm. And they have an annual tamalava party, which is just an American version of making tamales around Christmas time, right after Christmas. And so I had been going to their house every year after I met them in 2010 to go to these parties. Well, in 2013, my husband, Michael, was at this party. My future husband well, was at well, this party. Well, wait, you're, you didn't know him. I didn't know him. He was going to be, I didn't know he was going to be my, become my husband. When I went to the party, in t- so I knew them. So I had gone to their house 2010, 11, 12, and now it's 2013. It's the annual party. Here I go. I'm there at the party. And what – oh, God. They have well, let me, let, me, let me say something because I want to set it up. So, so I've known Ralph these years. You know, Ralph was in a long-term relationship for about 12 years with somebody in New York. And then – so really in the t- – since I had known Ralph, he had been single, never really, you know, he hadn't been partnered up or really dated or that, you know, whatever. And um, so what I find amazing about this night is Ralph goes to this party and he goes there and he is introduced to a guy named Michael. And then I'll let Ralph tell you what brought Michael to the party that night and how he really didn't, want to go and had not been out very much because of something he had gone through in his life. Go ahead. Exactly. So the year before I met Michael at Sal and Yerbeni's house, they have a screen door and it's really hard to see the screen. And I walked through their screen door one year to my horror and I was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And Sal, it's, no problem. it's happened before, and he got it back on track, and you know, I was completely embarrassed, right? Well, in 2013, I'm sitting in the kitchen, and this guy, Michael, walks through the screen door. <laughs> I fell out laughing. I just laughed so hard because right before Michael had come in, I had been telling different people in the kitchen, yes, yes, I hold the record for oh, walking through the screen door. And then Michael walked through it, and of course Michael was horrified, and he was even more horrified that somebody was just laughing in his laughing. face. Laughing, uh-huh. you know. Until I explained to him, "Oh God, you don't." What's your Michael? Hi, my name is Ralph. What happened? I did the same thing the year before, so now you are wearing the crown. Like, welcome to the club. You've been yeah, initiated. Welcome, welcome to the club. And then Michael and I were chatting at the party in the kitchen and then we took it out to the fireplace. Um, we, we sat in front of the fireplace and just got to know each other. And we gave each other a big hug. Leave. I left the party before him and we had exchanged numbers. And that was December 29th, 2013. And from that day on, we were in, con- we texted each other every single day. So, mm-hmm. The rest is history. We started dating and we got together. We didn't see each other for three months. And, and, and let me let me just go back and say, Michael sadly had lost his partner. He coming to that Christmas party wasn't that one of his like first outings, like socially. That, exactly. Like, yes, he had. He that's what I was saying. Friend. That he had lost a partner and was not really feeling up to really going anywhere. And it was not his friend Tiffany who said, "Michael, come, let's go to the party. You need to get out." And Michael right. was – he was starting to like, okay, yes, it had been a year. Let me go out. And I wasn't looking for anyone either. You know, I was nope. – I take care of Rose. I was – you know how you and I have known each other since 2009. All I wanted to do was get my next audition and another book – my next booking. So I was happy-go-lucky. So, yeah, I, I – But what I, what I liked about you guys is you kept it very um, – 
you, you, you built a foundation, like even with us and your friends, you know, you were very, you kept it very quiet. In fact, the first time I met Michael, when we, we all went to see you in a play and then we went to uh, El Cholo afterwards, even then Michael wasn't being, you were not calling him your boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. It yeah, was we just, were very, uh, you were taking it slow. Yeah, because it was all new for me. And the thing you guys all know that I care gift from my mother. So it was like, oh, you know, I can't bring somebody into what I go through every day. You know, um, if I'm going to be with somebody, they're going to want to be in a relationship with me. Oh, you know what I mean? So it was like right. I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking that would you know, I'd ever have a boyfriend. You know, I, I, I was content with that. Well, so and anyway, it's also part of what we'd say about – when it's always when you're not looking, you know, when people are always, when they're looking for a relationship, they seldom find it. It's, it, I find that it's when you're not looking that you, it, it, you, you find so the person. It's so true, Jasper. It's just like, a, you know, to put it, to, to make it analogous with auditioning, it's kind of like when you've either messed up the lines or you say, oh God, that was the worst audition, or you just weren't in the mood to go to the audition or whatever, when you book the part. So it's right. like... Or, or when we, when you don't, when you, when you get a job and you, you didn't orchestrate it, like it just organically, someone remembered you from another job and they offered you something and you're like, oh my God, I didn't even try to, I didn't have to, I didn't have to make that happen. Manifest it. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, you can vision board it and, you know, do the secret and do all that bullshit. I'm sorry. Where people like. Write it, <laughs> write it on the board, and you know, do oh, and look where it, it's. I mean, come on, Oprah has done that for years, and she still has the same fifty pounds she's trying to lose. So go ahead. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, you know, Michael was a CrossFit exerciser, and Michael knew Sal and Urbany from the CrossFit box mm-hmm. and exercising, and I knew Sal and Urbany from performing on stage with them. So that's how Michael and I ended up at Sal and Urbany's house for the party and then which was so special then in 2017 when we got to do dementia again and all seven of us in the show reprised our roles mm-hmm. michael got to see the show and oh. got to see sal and myself perform opposite each other so it, oh, i just got goose pimples again it was such a great full circle you know so oh it, it was full circle for me as well because i and i had seen it the years before, but you know, it was almost like as if it, I didn't think it could be better, but you know, obviously it was better because you just, each time you did, probably if you did it three more years from now, it would be amazing, you know? Well, so I thought, I, yeah. And your character was kind of the angel of death, you know, that was sort of how it was. Well, that's kind of yeah. how we think yeah. of your character. But. Yeah, it, yeah, it was symbolically, yes. And, you know, we did it – it was seven years later, so, of course, we're all seven years older. And it was so great, too, because I take such good notes and record-keeping. Evelina, the playwright, who's also in the play, Evelina Fernandez, when I came to the first day of rehearsal, she was like, oh, my goodness, you have a notebook with all the notes and everything <laughs> we – and before, thank you. you didn't, she didn't know you were like Miss Marples, did she? Uh, no, I had all yeah. that shit written down. But um, because, <laughs> because when I had done the show the first time, I never knew I was going to be doing it again. But I had taken so many notes because I had to learn so much in Spanish. So I was constantly writing notes about things, you know, and just keeping a journal of everything. So it was it was really a, a, a tremendous, tremendous theatrical experience. And full circle to Jasper for saying, Ralph, you need to let the industry know why and how fierce you are. And they were once again alerted of that and notified of that in 2010 and 2017. So last week, unfortunately, because of this virus and our quarantine, I, I, don't, I never want to make it seem like, oh, you know, the virus, is, you know, it, it, it's good for some things, but there are positive things that have mm-hmm. come from sure. us having to go through this quarantine in terms of even with technology, just people having to learn how to do something different. But isn't that the way life is? Isn't right. that when, if you can't? Well, well, it's like you said, you have, we, we're, we have no choice but to reframe. You know, we, 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 we've had to try to look on the, 
the positive side. And you and I have talked about this before about how coming out of this, you know, we're, we're starting to see that, yeah, a lot of offices are, are realizing that they really don't need to spend the money on office space and they don't have to have people in offices. We can cut down on the pollution and we can all stay at home and work and, you know, and get just being closer to family and, you know, eating dinner together and stuff like that. So I know from the in, from the showbiz side of it, you know, and we're so excited because coming up in just a few minutes, we have the amazing Dee Dee Pfeiffer, a fellow actress. You know, Ralph and I get so excited when we have fellow actors on. But, you know, we, we're into this world now of um, self-taping auditions where we don't have to go in the rooms anymore. And you know what I mean? We we get cast mm-hmm. off the tape. I mean, it, it's there's been some benefits of of this as well, I think, you know, showing that we don't have to always – travel somewhere to to do our work so um but that's an amazing story ralph about dementia and one that just i think like you said hits on so many notes um personal professional you know and like you said you you did it did show you how fierce you really are as a performer well absolutely and what i was going to say about this pandemic is that now dementia as of last week, it ended last week, but it was it was live streamed for no charge, so the entire planet could see it if they mm-hmm. so wanted. And that's what I meant about one positive aspect, and that's what we were all saying in our Zoom meeting: how people in all parts of the world and all my European friends now had access to see me shine in this play. And whereas, the, whereas they wouldn't be able to just get on a, you know, what length. was it, 200 seat, 300 seat theater. You're right. Yeah. It can reach it's, so many more people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all a good thing. And so that all brings us back, Planet Eartha and Jasper, to today to welcome the wonderful Didi on. And yes. let, well, and let her we're pick so, up where we left off about her. Well, life we're so excited because. Our, our guest coming up today is, you know, we call we call, we all call ourselves veteran actors, which means we've been around a long time. And selfishly, I, I saw that Dee Dee's birthday is January 1st, and I'm February 1st, and we're actually born in the same year. But, of course, we don't ever give our age, do we? Um, so, anyway, she's, she is starring in this amazing new series, Big Sky, that's getting all the buzz. At this time, please welcome our very special guest, the wonderful <laughs> Dee Dee Hi, Dee Dee. Welcome. Hi. This is Jasper. Say hi to Ralph, my co-host. Hi, Ralph, your co-host. What a treat to have you on the show. Thank you so much. We welcome you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Turk said you so, guys are a lot of fun. So let's go. <laughs> yeah. Are you, so let me ask you, are you on the West Coast? Where have you been hang, You know, surviving the COVID? Were you on the in the West Coast or... Uh, yeah, COVID, man. And I'm with you on that. I have like COVID brain. It's like, uh, well, yeah, I, I live in Los Angeles with my two boys and all of these rescued animals. And then I, we started the show, if you can believe it, literally right before COVID, we were in New mm. Mexico and we started um, doing some pre-production and I got on a plane to go home to get my boys all settled up to be like, mama's going to be gone for a bit. So, you know, start um, ordering Domino's pizzas. So, <laughs> so um, I was yeah. on the plane on the way back, and my friends are going, "Dude, you better go to Costco and get like some toilet paper when you get back." And oh, I'm like, "What are you God. talking about? There's a pandemic." And I'm like, "What is that?" So I'm googling pandemic, and all I know is I get home, and yeah, uh, I fought uh. for my life, fought for my life to get a a bag of toilet paper. It was I'm still traumatized. But I then know. I went home. The production shut down. Just stopped. And then uh, we surfaced months and months later, and now we're in Vancouver. And there you go. <laughs> I, you know, I, re- I read that. I read that you guys had moved, uh, moved the production up to Vancouver. So how much yeah. did you? How much did you get to? Had you already shot in New Mexico uh, an episode or? Thank God, only one uh, scene, and and it wasn't even a scene. It was a video of one of one of the characters makes a video of herself, and that was oh, it. Wow. Yeah, and we wow. had literally, like that day I had finished my wardrobe fitting. I mean, we had literally mm-hmm. just the very beginnings, and thank God we only lost one day because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Yeah. 
so you so you've actually gone back and worked you know during the covid situation yeah. right you yeah so i when i got so when i got home everyone shut down so that was in that was crazy right we all were kind of in shock yeah then i came here a little over two months ago it's almost going on three months and did the two-week quarantine in Canada. Listen, their numbers are down because they don't play. They are they not don't play. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't play. They're like, look, this stuff kills you, so just do it. Oh, can I cuss on this? Wait a minute. I'm oh, God, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, Hell yeah. we encourage it. We no. encourage it. <laughs> Here's the thing. My publicist said, don't cuss, Dee because he knows I'm a trucker. He said, you're on a major network show. Don't cuss. And I was like, fine. We, so, we, lo- we, we love Anthony, but... Yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that he made us sound so clean and prestigious. But you can just get get in the gutter with us if you want. Well, yeah, Dee Dee, listen, if you're trying to preserve your reputation for big size, that we can understand. But if you want to just be real with us, we yeah. encourage you to say whatever you need to say. Thank yeah, you. Thank well, you. My manager said, Turk, do not put her on the show with these two guys because she's gonna have way too much fun." And he's like, "Oh." God. I said, Jerk, that's it, man. Yeah, I'm going. You Here we me? go. Yeah. Um, these guys are in the gutter. I live there. I said, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I said, so. They're just going to meet me there, you know? We're just going to play there. Well, well said, we, move, we moved from the gutter. We moved from the gutter to the trailer park next door, so yeah. we've moved up. Yeah. Yeah, so, Dee Dee, drive your truck over to the trailer park. <laughs> hey, I love trucks. I love Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm a well, I mean, the, so Big Sky, everyone. So Dee Dee plays Denise. Is it Brisbane, right? Bris, Brisbane. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about this character. What, what, what can um, we expect to see from a, her? It's a crazy show. It's going to be a wild ride. All I have to say is, is buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. After every episode, you're going to be like, what? I can't wait a week to see what happens next. It's one of those. So it's super <laughs> fun. Um, my character, it's a very, uh, it's a scary story, really. And it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a charged story on certain topics. Uh, David, who's so great about pushing the envelope on making you a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, he's yeah. yeah, but it's thought provoking. It's not uncomfortable just for shock value. It's uncomfortable because it's real, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this show is no different. It fits right in that um, real, uh, real life el- um, situations and character development. Um, I can tell you one thing, I'll never go on a road trip again, probably for a really long time. After. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I mean, pretty scary. But Denise well, is definitely a little bit of light in a very dark story, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And are you playing a, are you single on the show? Do you have a family yeah. or, or? Yeah, that's a good question. I, you know, I really know, probably know not much more than you guys. Um, okay. I know All right. Denise. Yeah, uh, they keep everything very quiet and secretive until you get the script. Um, right. I am the, the office um, admin, like, you know, the mama bear, the office manager. Mm-hmm. Denise has been in this detective office for many, 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 many years. She's part of the wallpaper. She's everyone's rock. She's everyone's go-to. She doesn't judge people, but but gossip is her currency. But she doesn't <laughs> She doesn't use it in a vicious or mean way, you know. She, you know, she she likes her to sell some gossip. It's a small town in Montana, but she right. uses a yeah. But she uses it more to really bond with people, connected, and um, she's a peacemaker. Um, she knows how to use her humor to try to uh, de-escalate situations that can get a little um, painful, maybe or dark or serious. She just kind of throws in a little light to keep uh, the audience and the characters in the piece a moment to breathe. You know, mm-hmm. one of those yeah. Well, so I, l- I love this this cast: Ryan Felipe, uh, uh, mm-hmm. John Carroll Lynch, Brooke Smith. I mean, you're uh, Valerie Mahaffey. I mean, these amazing actors that you're yeah. that you that. Uh, so I don't know if everyone knows you're getting to work with your brother-in-law. I was going to ask you about working with family. I, I'm sure there's a a comfort comfort level in that as well. Or I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if there's more pressure or if it's more comforting. I'm not sure, but um, it's a great question. You know. Actually, it's a great question because, first of all, I have an amazing, supportive, loving family, and we don't, sh- we just don't talk. We don't talk shop. We had, we don't talk shop even before David got into the family. We just kind of, we do what we do, and then we talk about mm-hmm. life things, very ordinary things that like normal people talk about. Um, but we work our butts off. That's for sure. We have right, strong work right. ethic. 
of us. So when we see each other, last thing we really want to do is bring work home with you, right? So, sure. So when I got this role, I thought about that. I'm like, wait a minute. I know David, like, you know, <laughs> on Thanksgiving when we go fishing and stuff, right? Right. And right. Man is this really sweet, shy, quiet guy, but man, he's a mean fisherman. Do not, he do not get on a boat with him. And if you pull that schnook in, he <laughs> you inside and grab the pole. And like, I'm like, whoa, this man's crazy, which is so not like him in real life. So, um, like, I know that guy. So when I see him in a Zoom meeting, I don't know how to act. I'm like, do I act like Didi on Thanksgiving or do I act like <laughs> another professional? Like I don't know him. Do I act like I don't know him and he's just another uh, producer? Do I kiss his ass? Like, you know, uh-huh. like <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. Well, that's what I was I was wondering. I was thinking. I was thinking that. Yeah. I was like, how, you know, how do you It's almost like if we I mean, we've all worked with friends even, you know, like if we have a friend that's the producer, but then when you take it to the next level, but but I like what you said. Like pe- a lot of people think that actors just talk show business all the time, you know. Oh, or it's like them. it's like lawyers don't want to go home and talk about you know being a lawyer all day. So it's it's yeah. it, it all it all makes sense. But um, I know there were so there there's so much asshole and then you move on you know that's maybe the end of it and you never know the name you don't even know like I don't even know half the shit Michelle's doing all the time or or David because I'm kind of busy doing other stuff <laughs> yeah you kind of have you kind of have a busy life yourself now how, do, how old are your boys are they teenagers or they are they're um, my youngest one just literally turned 15 three days ago wow I know talk about mind-blowing whoa I sneezed and that happened and then my my oldest son just turned 18 in June so he knows all oh my god he's an adult well my mom had four I was the youngest of four boys and I used to think no wonder she needed a a cocktail occasionally because um I mean four I mean two two teenagers are you know enough I guess but uh but they always say moms and sons have a very special relationship well, I'm a single mother, always have been, so um, from the get-go, actually. So it's like there is a bond for sure um, because it's like we're like the three musketeers or actually mm-hmm. the three students. We're like the three students right. for sure. Um, <laughs> sure, because we're goofy, we're funny. And honestly, I always kind of like – it's kind of like don't make me have to be your mom. I'd rather be your friend. But then they do something stupid, and then I have to go in and be like, okay, well, there's a consequence for that action. Yeah, but yeah, but what? Give me a defense as to why I should not pull your electronics, because that was just <laughs> a stupid move. I mean, that was you, not me, man. Don't be like yelling at the officer who pulled you over for going 150 in a 10-mile hour. What what's wrong with you, right? So, right. Um, we do, I, t- I talk to them with respect, and then they respect me in return. I taught them that. So, yeah. we have a great relationship. I love it when we can just kind of hang and be friends, but it's not often because uh, they're teenagers and they still need guidance and boundaries and have to remind them that there's consequences for their actions. All that stuff that's just not the fun parent stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. All that stuff that we don't want to have to do. But um, yeah. now you you grew up with most, is it just sisters or did you have a brother? Is it just you and, and Michelle? It's my older brother, Rick. And then my older brother, or, no, hold on, my older brother Rick, and then um, then comes um, Michelle, my older sister, and then I'm, and then I'm the next girl, and then my younger sister Lori. Oh, okay, I didn't realize. Okay, so you had four, four also, three girls and the boy. There's a lot of fifers running around. You guys just don't know it. I love. <laughs> we're in the cracks in, in the city, and we're hiding. Well, out. the thing <laughs> is, you were. I know you were born in Midway, but you kind of grew up in Orange County, right? Is that did you grow yeah, up? Midway City, yeah, Midway City is a little teeny, teeny, teeny town in Orange County. Not rich. It's literally right under the 405 freeway and Beach Boulevard, crammed between the like, Garden Grove and Santa Ana. Um, it's yeah, not, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. It's when I say Orange County, I always have to say not the rich part. I don't even. It's unrecognizable. Right. To me. It's, it's not the. It's not the Real Housewives of Orange County. Dude, I went down there like 10 years ago, and it was unrecognizable. I hadn't been down there for like ever since my mom passed, and she went to the light. And I, I, was, I went down there, and I called my sisters and brothers and said, what the bleep happened? To, uh, where the fuck? And then uh, Rick's like, oh, yeah, I know. And Michelle's like, well, oh, God, can you believe it? 
And I said, it's like Beverly Hills threw up all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Newport Beach, that whole, I mean, Dana Point, Dakota, DeCasa, all that area. I mean, I was down there with Dwight's. It was one little, like, station surf house, and we just watched the cute surfers and did school. And, you know, um, (laughs) it was like a oil rig. The most prominent thing on the beach was the oil rig. And you just kind of watch it. It was kind of hypnotizing. But, um. But wow. That, yeah, right. And a little surf we had a little surf shop and just really simple, like yeah, now I'm it's wow, crazy down there. Well, I guess I know you know, you people think, Oh, you grew up near the entertainment industry, but what a lot of people don't understand is like that's you know, you could grow up in a it's like being in a small town and LA is kinda of like the big city that's far away, you know. Don't don't oh, go into the big city kind of thing. Oh yeah, I used to get busted. Lori, my little sister, and I, when my parents would go to sleep, we'd take my my punch buggy, no punch bag, it was a '66 Volkswagen, we we'd put it, in push it down, and push it down the block, and start it up, and drive to LA and dance illegally. Oh my oh, God, my we were God. oh we were terrible because that was the big city to go to LA and dance. That was huge oh, yeah. back then, and we were illegal. We were young. No one no one checked. Uh, your license back then and no or we had we had fake ids i don't know if that was big out here but in georgia we had fake ids we also married our cousins but that's beside the point um (laughs) (laughs) uh, allegedly 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 (laughs) oh my god yeah i had a fake id too yeah 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 yeah, well what what i love about you is you you've had this amazing career and so much of it is in comedy i mean you could people could tell right now how funny you are but for for a lot of us i think we first got to know you on sybil the sitcom Mm -hmm. um which was such great writing and another great i mean you've been so blessed with your your tv experiences um Yeah. Was that would you say that was a big break I guess for you especially in television? Yeah, yeah, I had been working um since I was 18. I'm now 56. That's right, boy. Uh-huh. Actually, so I can say 56 cuz <laughs> when you when you turn 50 like I did, that was just way too serious. So I threw a yeah. big city party. So I'm 51, 52, and I'm 56. Too boring. So when I'm 60, it's going to be 60, 61, 62, right? I love it. So I'm 56, right? People, some people get it, some don't. But anyways. I love it. I've been doing it a long time since I was 18. So if you do the math, that's a long time. Um, I did a lot of stuff before Sybil, but yeah, you always have that one thing that people, all of a sudden you you go to the same grocery store every day and then overnight they go, oh my God, I saw your TV last night. You're like, yep, I hit it. I'm now recognized. (laughs) Overnight (laughs) success. Yeah. Yep. 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 Like for Michelle, I remember it was um, literally we'd go to Kmart. We were always messing around. Me and my sisters at Kmart. I don't know why we hung out there, but we were so silly. We went up there like over right after Witches of Eastwick. I'll never forget it. And we oh. went to Kmart, and people started pointing and running and at her, and it was kind of scary actually. And that was the end of that. Her life changed forever after that. And um, my oh, yeah. Never, yeah, but she did. But she's like huge. I was like. Um, moderate i would say which is kind of really represents me in general i'm very moderate about everything um like sometimes people recognize me i but not really a lot um you, well, you, change, you change your look a lot i mean you change yeah. your look a lot from characters you know yeah, too yeah yes like right yeah. now Denise is red i'm red guys oh you oh you are oh, oh i love that okay. oh that's oh, great I know. well what happened was we were next new mexico the whole cast is sitting in a big table round table reading and we looked up and everybody except for like two people were blonde and it's a huge oh. cast it was one of those where everyone went whoa <laughs> this is like oh. in the show. everybody <laughs> is blonde so <laughs> I, they were like we probably need to mix this up a little bit so jade one of the other characters um, she went brown and then I went red. So I was super, I'm like, yeah, Denise totally has to be red for sure. Have you, have you, have you had the red hair before either in real life or on, on playing a character? I did in real life during the actor's strike, which I think was eighties or nineties. I, I was out of work. Right. The, the actors went on strike and I colored my hair red and it was super fun, except for I didn't know that whole fading thing. So it started turning to an orange pumpkin kind of color. Oh. (laughs) It's only only good for Halloween, and that's about it. Yeah, and honestly, I have olive skin, so it really wasn't working well with my complexion. 
<laughs> and I didn't understand how I wasn't looking so sexy anymore. And then finally, someone said, your hair is just awful. Um, so um, they they like, man, that 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 shit's turning. You gotta go get it fixed. So. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everybody needs a, a really gay a good gay friend for that oh, a really I gay have. friend to say you know girl what's happening here oh i have all my almost all my friends are gay they're the best they can, no they will they just are like no dd no <laughs> no <laughs> that's so great <laughs> no i'm a bitch and they're like i just don't be bitchy and they're and like, don't don't hate and they're like oh, honey no and i'm like honey yes and they're like no <laughs> we have <laughs> Well, you, I mean, what's great about, like I said, with the Sybil, you know, it was the traditional three camera, maybe four. I don't know if it was, I think it was still three then, but Ralph does a lot of um, more comedy sitcoms as well. There's nothing greater than having the, the audio, the, you know, it's like doing theater and TV together, uh, which yeah. was great. And, and then you went on like the show you did for almost a hundred episodes for your love. That was another big hit comedy with uh, Holly Robinson Pete and D.W. Moffat, you had a great, another great cast of people. And that was a long, how was it doing a show for that long? Did you love, to, obviously the security of it, you know, getting to, yeah. to, to know you had a job every week, <laughs> every week was good. You know something, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, I don't take my um, luck um, or my, 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 you know, this opportunity to act or anytime I've been able to, I've gotten hired. I don't take it lightly, especially in a profession where less than 1% work at any given time, you know, for a lot, you know, so when you get a gig, I really like, I'm so always so grateful, always mm-hmm. so, so yeah. grateful. And we especially, try, me too. Right, dude. I mean, like right now during a pandemic, people in food lines, it's like, what the I know. fuck? And, I know. Uh, there, I mean, theater is down. I mean, everything is just really getting hit hard. And here I am at 56, and I get a gig. It's like, wow. Like, talk I know. about It's like my appreciation and gratefulness is, like, on steroids. Like, I just, um, like, want to – it just brings me to tears that I'm so lucky because, yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah, well, you Dee, know, and it's so great to hear you say that because – What is the stereotype that we always hear in Hollywood about women? Oh, God, you're 40. You're done. You know, and you're 56 and you're thriving. So you have just broken that stupid ass mold. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Well, first of all, let's get it straight. City sex. Well, I'm the same, I'm the same age. So I didn't know in the beginning, I was when I was mentioning that my birthday is February 1st, 64 and yours was January 1st. But see, even me, I was like, I don't think I better put her, you know, I don't want to put her age on blast. So I wasn't even, oh. you know, you know how it well, is. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. So, but well, we're, yeah, I, I love well, it. I, going to bust down all of this bullshit because it's we, we need to start getting real or yep. I, I'm not right now. I do really think that we need to get real we have to start just everyone take a big breath we need to push yeah. the reset I'm 56 okay there I said it real that's so boring but like you but like you had said that whole like when you get older you can't work well a lot of people are not writing roles this is true mm-hmm. they God, look at all of us in this cast that are actually on the old, you know, on the older side. And you know, I like to call myself recycled. I've been around for a long time. It took off ten years to go degrees, and now I'm back. They recycled my ass, and I say, "Hey, recycling all day long." It's, just, but here's what I'm it's the it's the Green New Deal starring Dee Dee Pfeiffer. She's she's been recycled, <laughs> better, back and better, better than ever. I love it. Right. Recycling is the nice and polite thing to do. It's a responsible thing to do. And we should do with actors as well. But the thing with the older woman thing, yeah, that's always been, that's why I took a break 10 years ago to go, well, that's mm-hmm. not the only reason I took a break because I wanted to go help people and get some, yeah. some degrees in social welfare. But honestly, that's which is, like, which is amazing, by the way. Congratulations. That's oh, so great. But I get people say, why do you tell people your age? You don't look your age. And I said, you know, because I got to tell you, if I'm going to tell a guy my age and he that number offends him or that number makes he's turned off, then I don't want to be dating him anyways. Exactly. What, yeah, you, what are you going to do? Start a relationship on a lie? You can't do that. After you've taught your boys and you guys are the three stooges and stuff, they'd be looking at you like, mom, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 
I always say you have to own your truth. First of all, know what your fucking truth is. And by the way, sometimes your truth and your values change as you grow, of course, but own it. And don't apologize for it. You know, I am flawed. That's okay. I try very hard to, to be less flawed, you know, but I can tell you one thing. I think that I don't blame women because um, it's kind of a, especially in front of the camera, it's cr- they're cruel. And mm-hmm. so but the more we can kind of stand together and say, yeah, I'm older and that's okay. That's okay. Because, you know, I know my truth. I know I'm sexy. And if I ever date again, which is yeah, it's been a really long time, guys, um, <laughs> I'm not going to have it- a problem. It's kind of overrated at this point. Somebody was talking about sex the other day, and I was like, oh, I think okay. I'd just rather have another cup of coffee at this point. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean yeah, seriously. I'm like, oh put some good, some good flavoring in there, and I'm good to go. I, I don't know if okay. I have the effort anymore. Dude, I'm just going to say it's been a really, really long time for me, too. And all I do is drink <laughs> coffee all day and all night. So I... I, I pick up the drop. I get it. I but, get wait, it. but Didi, I'm I'm actually married, and I'm saying it. <laughs> oh, well, that explains it. See, here's it. Babe, I'm divorced. Three strikes, and you're out. Totally. But um, you know, hard to cope. Oh. Oh, it's kind of really. Yeah. How can you? You can't. You can't. Not like the old school how we used to date, right? No, date right. Over Things have changed. Things have changed for sure. I get that up. I understand that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm totally. I'm sorry about that. No, and, and you know, I was just thinking about we were talking about work and being so grateful. You know, a lot of young actors always talk about when I make it, and I realized recently it's like I'm like 35 years into this business too, and when I look back, I think, God, I wish I had been more present. You know, at times there. Ralph and I talk about this too. Like there is no when you make it kind of thing. Cause even I think if yeah. you, if you talk to a, a Michelle Pfeiffer or anybody, you know, everybody you're making it as you're doing it, you know, yeah. as you're on the, as you're on the journey, you're mm-hmm. making it. So, yeah. you know, we, we tend to put this pressure on ourselves as actors. Like, well, I'm going to, this is going to mean I made it, but then there's always the next job. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to be in the moment and be present and enjoy enjoy the journey. Oh, God. ding 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 ding! ding. Hit a bullseye. Dee, when do you go back to Vancouver? Oh, I'm in Vancouver. Oh, I can't hear oh, oh, you're there oh, you're now. You're there now. Oh, okay. Gosh, okay. How's the what? Is it getting is it getting cold yet? It's getting really cold. I'm still in California. I I was like, hey, the heat is. They're like, well, man, we only turn it on like you know when the season. Changes. I'm freezing my body in LA. Can you turn this this heater on? <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, I know. We're so spoiled. Yeah, no, well, I'm in. I'm in Palm Springs, so it's really hot here. Oh God! Wow, it's beautiful there now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're just going like into the fall, which is like you know 85 during the during the day. But when I drive back into LA, I'm freezing. But Vancouver is so so beautiful. It is. And I love the Canadians. I've been more than a few times filming back in the past. Love the Canadians. Love, love, love Canadians. Um, and I keep threatening if things don't change in the States, I'm moving my voice, my animals, and my butt, especially if the show goes. I mean, like, like. Yes. But, uh, well, I think, I think there's a really great chance the show's going to go. Because, I mean, so it premieres uh, the 17th, right? The 17th, and I think online interacting with people i'm not sure again i'm not very like savvy um they said we have to be during the uh, it, it, i guess we're gonna be online people talking online live live tweeting or live responding i think you know babe, okay. this is all so new to me i mean i'm just i just got an instagram account like a month ago i don't do social i don't do any social media i, I had well, to get it took I want to tell people they can your your Instagram is at DD Pfeiffer official, so people can okay. follow you on there as well. Okay, told me I'll put your name wrong. Look, look at my name. My first name. I know. Is my last name. It's spelled wrong. Well, my, people. It's spelled wrong. Now people are going to for that person instead of me. <laughs> I love it. Well, I was like, Turk, did you tell that my name? 
<laughs> he was like, oh, my God, give him shit. <laughs> <laughs> I well, said, listen, know, the, oh, my God, we, we, we want to have you back because we could talk for hours. I can't believe the time is, is going. So I wanted to let everyone know to please tune in on November 17th, D.D. Uh, D. Pfeiffer in cast. David E. Kelly's, it's called The Big Sky. I know it's going to be a big, big hit. Everyone can follow Dee Dee on Instagram at Dee Pfeiffer Official. And um, it's great to meet you. You're, you're just yeah, a Dee Dee, joy. You're so much fun. Oh, you guys are so much fun, too. Thank you. This interview to me, and this was like a blast. Because I was like, oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, well, thank no, you so you, much. You gotta We're, come back after you have more episodes under your belt so you can tell us all the goings on. Oh my God. You're going to come back because these scripts, you're going to go, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait. It's right yeah. up. It's right up my alley. So we're, we're big, big fans. And I'd say welcome back, you know, welcome back to the, to the business. And we're so glad you're back and I can't wait to, to see you in this. Oh, thank you. That it means a lot. Thank you so much. Okay, Thanks, Dee, Dee. Take, take care. care. Be safe. Oh, wow. What a great interview, Ralph. She's amazing. Oh, God. I love she her. She is Feisty Pfeiffer is what I need to call her now, honey. Feisty Pfeiffer. When I post the interview, I'm going to put hashtag Feisty Pfeiffer. Yeah, I love that. Put hashtag Feisty Pfeiffer or hashtag Feisty. She is wonderful. You know, and I was going to say, you know, she has found a balance of being a friend and a parent to her kids because in a few shows a few weeks ago, when we were talking, oh, we were talking about that documentary, The Social Dilemma, and you were explaining how you were saying how, you know, kids, parents aren't supposed to be friends with their children. They're the parent. Mm-hmm. They're it's a, it's a fine line. Like, it's, it's a fine line. Fine line. But she's found this fine line because she's always uh-huh. been a single mom. So it, there's no tried and true for, you know, it, everybody has to do their own thing. Right. Well, listen, Ralph, it's been another great show. I'm going to, we're going to jump off here. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us on iTunes and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spricker, Stitcher, and our parent company bs podcast network we will see you next week we love you guys everyone take care peace out i'll see you soon take care ralph bye-bye planet thanks for checking out one-on-one with jasper cole check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released subscribe today on itunes stitcher and youtube Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.